This podcast episode is brought to you by Paleo Valley's Organic Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Now, we all know that many olive oils are cut with seed oils or that they are rancid, and so it's not always easiest to find a quality and properly sourced olive oil. Yes, in case you didn't know, many store bought olive oils are diluted or blended, compromising both taste and quality, and may even cause rancidity. I'm really glad that Paleo Valley's extra virgin olive oil remains pure and unadulterated, sourced from a single organic valley in Greece. Paleo Valley ensures freshness and nutrient content by packaging their olive oil in dark glass bottles. At a certain point, I stopped using extra virgin olive oil, but once our practice started working with people with chronic inflammatory response syndrome or SIRS, we started recommending it for the reduction of TGF beta 1. It is an immune system marker that shows inflammation both for COVID 19, SIRS, and actually many other illnesses. So if your TGF beta 1 is high, you may want to try incorporating a little bit of extra virgin olive oil. Make sure to check it out. It comes in a two pack package. And remember, All Paleo Valley products are guaranteed with a money back guarantee. Go to paleovalley.com slash nwj to get 15% off your order. Thanks for supporting companies that support this podcast. Hey guys, it's Judy from Nutrition with Judy. For joining me today, my name is Judy Cho, and I am a nutritional therapy practitioner. I have a private practice and I help my clients get to root cause healing, oftentimes with a gut healing protocol with a meat based elimination diet. Okay, so today I plan on talking a little bit about fasting, why there are benefits to fasting, even if you do a diet like a meat based elimination diet, which is almost fast mimicking. Okay, so before I get started, I want to talk a little bit about disordered eating and eating disorders. I also frame fasting and carnivore cure in the same way. You know, eating disorders are really prevalent. Here are some statistics with binge eating disorder, with disordered eating. And so, in this video, I want you to understand the benefits of fasting, but I also want you to be very aware of the fact that you should never be using a fasting protocol to be compensatory in terms of, you know, binging and then restricting or overcompensating. I hope that you know and are very self aware as to if you are mentally ready to do extended fast. You don't want to use it if it's because you binged and then you're trying to now restrict. So, if you look at this, Graphic, it says eating disorder statistics. There's three and a half percent of American women struggle with binge eating disorder. 30 million suffer from eating disorders in their lifetime. One in four individuals with eating disorders are actually men. Every 62 minutes, someone dies from an eating disorder. So, again, it is the highest mortality rate of any mental illness. So, please make sure to use caution. Another thing I want to bring up is the proper metabolism and how your body needs. Calories to even properly function. So, when you are doing an extended fast and then you start to eat again, just make sure that you are eating a sufficient amount of calories. If you fast for over a day, your body will think it's burning at the same metabolic rate that it normally does on days that it eats. So, if you are eating 2,000 calories on normal days, 
then on the day you're fasting, you should be burning at a 2000 calorie rate. But if on days that you start to refeed, let's say you start eating only 1200 calories, because that's kind of all you can fit in in between extended fast, then you risk that your body now is functioning at a lower metabolic rate. And then you can just cause damage to the body. Because as you can see, all the different areas in your body needs calories and needs nutrients to even properly function. So what causes satiety? Um, obviously, it's hormones. Um, there is a peptide YY, which really is the protein satiety mechanism. There's a fat satiety mechanism, which is CCK. There's glucagon like peptides. There's also stomach stretch receptors, which that is that kind of fullness, um, drinking a lot of water, eating a lot of vegetables to just get that stomach stretch to help indicate that you're full. And then there's incretin and leptin, which are all again, hormones. So the hormone ghrelin increases your appetite and then fasting helps you decrease ghrelin. So oftentimes if we've been a chronic dieter and we've been restricting calories or eating nutrient poor our whole life, lives, we probably need to work on our basal metabolic rate. This is what helps to burn calories. So this is where two different people can eat the same amount of calories in one day, and it could cause one person to actually gain weight and someone to actually be really thin. So let's talk about some ways to increase basal metabolic rate. You can get restful sleep. So sleep will help your body just rejuvenate. Fasting is another one. Cold water, it obviously just will increase it a little bit. Um, increasing calories. So there are some people that believe that, hey, uh, have your body get trained to consume at like two, 3,000 calorie amount and then cut to back to like 1600 and then your body will be functioning at 3000 and then you can lose the weight that way you can do ice baths that's similar to the ice water and obviously there's other hormetic effects with ice baths and then there's like exercise to increase the bmr too so if you are going to start an extended fast and this is really anything over 24 hours um obviously drink enough water i said the recommended amount is about half of your body weight in ounces drink mineral salt, a quarter teaspoon, or follow my Soleil Waters recipe. Take some magnesium spray as needed. Potassium is optional. I just haven't really seen it. And then what I don't think is ideal is baking soda because first of all, you want your digestive process to rest and as it rests, it will find its own balance. So one of the reasons we do a fast is to kind of heal the gut. And if you take baking soda, it actually increases or raises the pH of your gut, but you don't want it to raise because the stomach is supposed to be really acidic. Some people's bodies become really acidic while they fast. And so they may need a little bit of baking soda to kind of heal some of that acidity. But in general, you don't really want to be taking baking soda because it's counterproductive to healing the gut. You also probably don't want to really drink heavy cream. I know there's people that do fat fast, but you don't want to really be using a lot of dairy, especially if it's not raw, it's processed and it can actually enhance the benefits of fasting. I'd also recommend not really using apple cider vinegar because apple cider vinegar is normally used to stimulate your digestive process. So while you are fasting, you probably don't want to do that. Some of the symptoms you may feel on a fast is electrolyte deficiency. And again, you can do the salt and water, use maybe some bone broth. If you have some loose stools, you can do bone broth for some people that actually helps. And then the other thing is psyllium husk is another option. For constipation, you could use magnesium citrate or you can use the vitamin C colon supplement that I recommend from the author of Fiber Menace. If you have bad breath, you can do a coconut oil pull, you can brush your teeth or you can just make sure you're hydrated. Sometimes I feel that uh, plain sparkling water is helpful and just feeling like your breath feels cleaner. If you have insomnia and anxiety while you are fasting, sometimes we have extra cortisol just kind of pumping from our bodies. You can try using magnesium 
magnesium spray. You can try using magnesium spray. Make sure your electrolytes are balanced. You can also try working out to release some of the cortisol during the day. And then you can also do some meditation at night. If you have acid reflux, sometimes that is common on a fast. Just make sure not to drink a lot of water before you lay down. You can try some tea. Um, you don't want to use lemon because it's citric acid and that will actually make worse um, any heartburn. So when you're about to break the fast, simple things. Uh, one, you can take some apple cider vinegar when you're breaking it so that you can again stimulate the digestive process. You can take some digestive enzymes or proteolytic enzymes to kind of help wake up your digestive process as well. You want to start with a small meal first so that your body wakes up. Um, you can do bone broth for some people that is a good start that I definitely always go that route. And it really depends on how long you've been fasting. If you've only fasted for 24 hours, maybe you could just eat a steak and it's not a big deal. But I would recommend starting with a small meal or a small snack and then 30 minutes later you can eat your normal size meal. You don't really want to start with eggs for some people. It just kind of disrupts the gut and it just causes some issues. It could be some of the egg white. You don't really want to start with milk or dairy either. You want to just start with maybe some broth and some light meats. There are some advocates that recommend starting with some nuts, but I have seen from my clients that eating nuts is a disaster for your gut and you probably shouldn't be eating it anyway. But if you do eat more keto, then I would recommend not starting with nuts or a salad because that will really hurt your gut. And it will also just cause distension and pain when you're just coming off a fast. In terms of how to properly refeed, I have seen a lot of situations where people start getting anxiety when they're about to you know, restart a fast or they're getting off it. So then they kind of binge a little bit, they overeat. And then when it's about time that they're about to start fasting again, they get this anxiety and then they're just like, oh no, I need to shovel all this food in my mouth because it's almost time to fast. So if you know these things are happening, maybe you should back down on your fasting a little bit. I know for me, if I do too many 32 hour fasts, I start getting the tendencies of overeating and then compensating. So while I think it's a great way to lose weight, I personally can't do it long term. So this is where this know yourself is really important. Another option is meal planning. So if you know after your fast that you know you need to eat at least 2000 calories, one pound uh, per ideal body weight to one gram of protein and make sure that you plan out what you're going to eat and just stick to that. Now, obviously, if you feel a little bit more hungry, or you don't feel as satiated, then you can eat a little bit more whatever amount you need. But if you know, it's coming from a place of compensatory behavior, then you want to just maybe stop eating. Um, in terms of mindset, self-care, you can do breathing techniques. I've talked about Wim Hof before. I have some posts that share that. You can journal, meditate, have quiet time, but figure out what works for you in terms of properly refeeding when you are coming off an extended fast. And this might be something that you plan before you even get started. All right, guys, that is it for now. If you want to read a lot more detail about the benefits of extended fasting, you can read it in carnivore cure there is a whole section about it but just make sure to do it well there's so many benefits extended fasting is such a great and powerful tool and make sure to just do it from a proper place and you can use it for so many healing benefits okay guys thanks for joining again and i will talk to you guys soon take care make sure to eat a lot of meat take care of your bodies be the only place you have to live i will talk to you soon bye Thanks for listening to the Nutrition with Judy podcast. 
If you liked what you heard today, please make sure to leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app so more listeners like you can find the show. If you want more practitioner care and support, head over to nutritionwithjudy.com slash groups so you can get more real talk about carnivore, the environment, and root cause healing. You can also find my content on Nutrition with Judy's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Make sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter and learn more about in-depth articles with infographics at nutritionwithjudy.com slash articles. You can find my two books, Carnivore Cure and the Complete Carnivore Diet for Beginners on carnivorecure.com and amazon.com. At the heart of Nutrition with Judy's practice, our mission lies with a deep, unwavering passion for service and community. We will continue to empower you to have the knowledge and tools to live a life nearly symptom-free because we firmly believe in healing and wellness for all.